This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Third Sunday of Lent A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days, in their thirst for water, the people grumbled against Moses, saying, Why did you ever make us leave Egypt? Was it just to have us die here of thirst with our children and our livestock? So Moses cried out to the Lord, What shall I do with this people? A little more, and they will stone me. The Lord answered Moses, Go over there in front of the people, along with some of the elders of Israel, holding in your hand as you go the staff with which you struck the river. I will be standing there in front of you on the rock in Horeb. Strike the rock, and water will flow from it for the people to drink. This Moses did in the presence of the elders of Israel. The place was called Massa and Meribah, because the Israelites quarreled there and tested the Lord, saying, Is the Lord in our midst or not? The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm If today you hear his voice, Harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing songs to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice, harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the day of Massah in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of God. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. For Christ, while we are still helpless, died at the appointed time for the ungodly. Indeed, only with difficulty does one die for a just person, though perhaps a good person one might even find courage to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, 
Give me a drink. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews use nothing in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you do not even have a bucket, and the cistern is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this cistern and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never be thirsty. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband, and come back. The woman answered and said to him, I do not have a husband. Jesus answered her, You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true, the woman said to him. Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is here now when true worshipers will become will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one speaking with you. At that moment, his disciples returned and were amazed that he was talking with the woman. But still, no one said, What are you looking for? Or, Why are you talking with her? The woman left her water jar and went into the town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? They went out of the town and came to him. Meanwhile, the disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Could someone have brought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say, In four months the harvest will be here? I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The reaper is already receiving payment and gathering crops for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper can rejoice together. For here the saying is verified, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the work, and you are sharing the fruits of their work. Many of the Samaritans of that town began to believe in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me everything I have done. 
When the Samaritans came to him, they invited him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. Many more began to believe in him because of his word, and they said to the woman, We no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, well done on that gospel reading today. That was was, a long one. It's a long one, but boy, it is a beautiful reading. So thank you for for proclaiming that. It's beautiful. Uh, Coming up this week, uh, we do have St. Patrick's Day. And of course, check your local archdiocese for any uh, restrictions or anything along that way. Yeah, before you bite into that corned beef sandwich, <laughs> you better check. You better check about abstinence laws in, and, in your in your archdiocese. Right. And if it causes an issue, then you can always. I'm actually going to be gone uh, this weekend, and I'm actually going to have celebration of St. Patrick's Day on Sunday because a lot I'm of be times, gone, so. a lot of times I do dispensations, but we don't right. know. Right. That's right. Okay. That's exactly right. Uh, but looking at the readings for the third Sunday of Lent, I really got a theme of. What are you thirsting for? In the first reading, we, of course, see a lot of physical thirst. In the gospel, we see physical thirst kind of turning into a spiritual thirst. So a lot of thirsting uh, uh, themes here today. And starting with our first reading, this is Exodus chapter 17. Well, if you go back a couple chapters, in chapters 14 through 16, God does amazing things leading the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. And the next chapter, <laughs> chapter 17, they're already complaining to God and how quickly we become unhappy. And I think that complaining and sarcasm is often a cover for fear. Uh, people are often willing to go back to what's known or a known situation, even if it's bad, rather than the fear of the unknown, even though that's a potential better solution. So I think part of our Lenten journey is to not go back to our previous ways. Don't let the fear of the unknown stop us. Exactly, right. Like you said, even after witnessing all those miraculous interventions by God, they turned against Moses. Now we hear that the Israelites were thirsting, but they certainly weren't dying of thirst, right? It was that being afraid that they were gonna wear, run out of water. And fear can be a healthy instinct. It keeps us out of dangerous situations, but there's a big difference between a real and present danger and living in fear of the what if. Living in fear can paralyze us and it can prevent us from fulfilling God's plan for us. Living in fear can cause us to alienate family and friends, and it can isolate ourselves from society. And worst of all, living in fear can consume our hearts and eventually even destroy us. You know, a big part of the Israelites' journey was learning how to trust God. And that holds true for us today. That's a big part of our journey. You know, it's really easy to say that we trust God when everything's going well and everything's, you know, juicy and happy. But what happens when things get a little bit dicey, you know, metaphorically speaking, when we run out of water when our water supply runs low. The truth is, just like the Israelites, most of us allow fear to grip our hearts and we stop trusting God. The antidote of fear is hope. Hope is the water that brings life to the soul. Yeah, that's a really good point about the hope because that hope allows us to work through that fear, perhaps that fear or the suffering to be able to come to a much better place, to be closer yes, to Christ, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I really think that's what we see in the gospel according to John today. Of course, the Samaritan woman at the well. And I really like, as you read through this gospel, please note how the Samaritan's woman conversion was a process. She started uh, referring to Jesus originally as a Jew. Then she went to Sir. Then she said prophet. 
And then she ultimately accepted him as the Jewish Messiah. And it's a beautiful, uh, I think it's a beautiful reading in the sense that it shows a series of small decisions that lead to a lifetime of commitment. Oh, so very true. Yeah. And one question that comes to my mind is, why was the Samaritan woman there at the well in the heat of the day? You know, God, or the gospel tells us this was happening at about noon. Well, the, the reason is, I'm guessing, is that it was out of fear. It was out of fear of encountering the other women who would be judging her and gossiping about her because of her, you know, not such a um, steady husband. Right. <laughs> right. right. That's yes. a whole other story, so, isn't it? <laughs> so, she, and she, so she was causing her own misery because of the fear that she had. She was hiding. She was in, She was shameful. And leaving that water jar behind, you know, that was a symbol of her conversion. And before her encounter with Jesus, the woman tried to satisfy her thirst by drinking up everything that the world had to offer. But in Jesus, she found what she was really thirsting for, and she didn't need the water jar anymore because for the first time in her life, the thirst deep down in her soul was finally satisfied. She immediately went into the town, and she was no longer hiding in shame. She didn't care what anybody thought. She just wanted to tell everybody that she ran into about this amazing Jesus that she'd met. I want to close with a quote from St. Augustine who writes about this water jug. He says he wrote that the water jug represents the fallen desire of man that draws pleasure from the dark wells of the world, but is never satisfied for long. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.